five passengers aboard the Titan submersible, which was lo- has been lost at sea. They went out on Sunday to go to the wreckage of the Titanic. It is now several days later, and the five souls on board scheduled to run out of oxygen this morning at 7.08. Obviously, we are past that time, and we have been holding on to hope the entire time, I think, that was giving giving us hope. Um, some sounds that were happening right. every 30 minutes, like 30-minute intervals from the depths of the ocean. This is, um, I believe, well, actually, let me just talk a little bit first about... Um, a retired Navy captain, and we were we t- heard from him just the other day, but talking about what could be going on with the passengers right now aboard the Titan. They're breathing in the oxygen, and so the oxygen levels are going down. They're bleeding it in from the oxy- from the scuba tanks, but they're also exhaling carbon dioxide. <sighs> so it's a poison. And so what ha- what's happening is by now they're, they're starting to get headaches. You get nausea, you start to get confused, and eventually you poison yourself. So you don't, you want to remain calm, breathe slowly, relax, don't use any air. Mm, Easier yeah, said, said than, than done, done yeah. you know, and it just seems uh, unimaginable to no, be in I that situation. Knowing that you're stuck in the ocean. Yeah. And you're bolted in. And you have been for days and days, uh. you know, and... If and they, no communication with anybody. None. And if they are still alive, I mean, I think that we've all been holding on to hope, especially when we heard uh, there was a report that, you know, if they were inside one of the safety protocols, I believe that maybe they learned when they got into the vessel, these five souls on board the Titan, the missing submersible since Sunday went down to the Titanic wreckage. Um was that if they banged on the inside of the vessel that perhaps it would, the sonar would be able to pick up where they are and maybe find their location, right? And so we have been hearing that there's been banging from the depths of the ocean. We actually have a little bit of audio, real audio of what that sounds like. haunting isn't it mm-hmm. and um there was a guy uh people call him dr g but he mm-hmm. went down in 2000 mm-hmm. on like a russian submersible mm-hmm. and they were going down to see the wreckage of the titanic so you know 20 you know three years ago and they got stuck oh. in the titanic's propeller mm-hmm. wow. it's an insane story and he said that's exactly what they would have done if because they were going over options mm-hmm. that at some point because sound does travel so well underwater that eventually all else fails, and they actually had an escape hatch, but they're under, you know, twelve thousand, thirteen thousand feet. They would immediately die. Well, and the pressure, the pressure. of trying to they get that, open yeah. It. yeah. But if they got to the surface, they could open it. Mm-hmm. But um, that, that's that, that's what they would have done. It's Banging, yeah. yeah. He's a scientist who said that would have knocked because that's the you hope you have a chance at that point. And they were stuck, and they had the the command ship right above them. They, oh, okay. They, so they knew that they, you know, they had some chance. But luckily, the pilot of that submersible was able to get free from the propeller and they mm-hmm. went back up and you know they lived oh. to tell the story but man it's a crazy story that's incredibly lucky mm-hmm. and you know the, one of the scariest parts is that immediately what well, they were an hour and 45 minutes the titan into their voyage down to the wreckage of the titanic when all signal was lost yes and they never picked signal back up no communication whatsoever and maybe mm-hmm. we'll find out later but uh, mm-hmm. apparently uh, what we've heard so far they uh, Ocean Gate waited like eight to nine hours before they contacted the Coast Guard after yeah. losing contact. Yeah, 
Yeah. Which is kind of like, hmm. Maybe they were holding on to hope that it was going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Expeditions to what, 12 hours could be, or up to 12 hours. Sure. So maybe they thought, well, you know, maybe everything's okay, mm-hmm. but. Mm. Yeah, well, 2020, you know, uh, yeah, well, and sonar expert, his name is Jeff Carson. He's the professor emeritus of earth and environmental science uh, sciences at Syracuse University explains the underwater banging because we're re- we really were putting a lot of hope and a lot of right. emphasis on thinking maybe they're the ones that are making this noise. But he explains why he believes it is just wishful thinking. If you go down in a submarine, the light disappears at about 500 meters depth. So down where the bottom of the ocean there where the Titanic is, it is utterly dark, silent, just above freezing. There's no weather. There's no current. There's no wind. There's no nothing. It is just the most utterly stagnant place you can imagine. That's why it's not feasible to just take one of these remotely operated vehicles, ROVs down there, and look around and find it. It's, it is literally groping in the dark. So we rely utterly on sound to find uh, the submarine. This sound is bounced off objects. The problem is that even relatively small objects, sometimes they make a, a reflect a lot of sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and speaking- The fact that you could, eat, this, this is for the sake of argument. Yeah. The fact that you can bang on the side of a, a, a boat or a submersible two and a half miles under the ocean and it can be picked up by planes yeah. in the sky or the or ROVs is shocking to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The technology. Well, and um, it was just yesterday at around six o'clock in the evening when France donated or, or let us borrow um, the the Victor 6000 mm-hmm. and the Victor 6000 is a robot that's capable of diving 20,000 feet below sea level right to the area that, I mean, it would have been able to go right to where the Titan was supposed to be. And it also came with, uh, the, the robot has what they're calling like a retractable arm, basically, a a, a like a toe mechanism. Yeah. Like a to- of, yeah. yeah with mm-hmm. a hook at the very bottom that would be able to pull the Titan up if it was able to find it. So far, the, the Victor 6000 has not found it. It's certainly a little late, too. Yeah. The banging, I mean, there's a lot of metal down there from the Titanic itself, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. if anything is just banging back and forth in the water. Or um, falling off. Yeah. Fall, you know, falling off. It was debris. every 30 minutes. I mm-hmm. mean, it could be like, a, you know, just a gate that keep, or some kind of mm-hmm. metal object that keeps just banging into it at once. I don't know. Sure. Or sea life bumping into things. Or, right. you know, mm-hmm. if there are, I, don't know, I know there are, but the sea life that's feeding in that area or, you know, eat something that then fall. We don't know. I mean, anything, it yeah, they do anything. say it's a needle in a haystack, even with that light, right? Right. But the crazy part is if we found out, find out later that. We were just this close of oh, rescuing. I know. Oh, I know. It's just heartbreaking. I know. Well, Jeff Carson, uh, the man we were just listening to, goes on to talk about the wishful thinking of some of the sounds. And with this debris field, there's just a lot of junk down there that's reflecting. The best thing can happen is if the sounds persist, at least they can locate the source of that sound yeah, by that triangulation method. You know, the banging, I have to say, I hear the Coast Guard guys talking about this. Uh, you know, I wonder how much of this is just wishful thinking. And, you know, it's, is it, is it really banging or just some unidentified sound, I think is a more accurate description right now, but they have to follow up on it. It's the best lead right now. One of the things they absolutely can do is get to the source of the sound. 
So we eventually we'll find out where it came from. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, even if it stopped banging, like if it just stops, let's say it's them and they died and they stopped banging. Well, mm. I, th- yeah, I don't the way know. He, as a sonar expert, he says He's, they can get they can. I guess through the data, figure out like where it exactly came from, mm-hmm. and yeah, okay. I figure now that they've heard it, they would be able to pinpoint it. Just takes how, how long it takes to get to it. To get right, to it, yeah. yeah. Well, and the Coast Guard, I know that Jeff uh, Carson, the man we were just listening to, referred to the Coast Guard talking about the banging sounds. But this is what the Coast Guard was saying about those noises. So a, a couple things. One, I think um, when you're in the middle of a search and rescue case, you always have hope. That's that's why we're doing what we do. Um, with respect to the noises specifically. We don't know what they are, uh, to be frank with you. Um, a little side note, this kind of sounds like Tom Hanks to me. I don't know. It's oh, a little distracting. I but have to yeah. picture him. We, the, the P3 detected noises. That's why they're up there. That's why they're doing what they're doing. That's why they put sonar buoys in the water. Um, the good news is, what I can tell you is we're searching in the area where the noises were detected. And we'll continue to do so. And we, we hope um, that when we're able to get additional ROVs, which will be there in the morning, the intent will be to continue to search um, in those areas where the noises were detected, and if they're continuing to be detected, and then put additional ROVs down in the last known position where the search was originally taking place. And here's the banging sounds, if you missed it, from the Titan. Eerie. It does sound like oh, distinct it, mm-hmm. banging separated yes. by your mm-hmm. like you're yeah. purposely trying to put a signal out. Right. Yeah. It's not like you know, like some sort of crashing does or whatever. Sound yeah. Like it's like human made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason, I don't know if you you might have stepped out for a second, but there was a guy that went down a submersible a scientist in two thousand with a Russian uh submersible and they got stuck in the Titanic's propeller. Oh, I heard about this. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And they said that's exactly what they were going to do if they were still stuck was they were taught to like bang on the side of the submersible. That's like your last hope. Oh, if that's we it? if mm. the air if the oxygen mm. runs out and we miss them by a short period of time, that's going to be such It's a travesty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It really is. Well, oxygen uh, was projected to run out at 7:08 this morning our time and the latest up to date uh is that the deep water robots all of the I I forget how many do we have forget the number that we have on location right now but they have finally reached the seafloor oh they have and they, they just i mean that's like up to the minute breaking news that they have just reached the seafloor and they're they're looking yes. there hasn't been any update other i than was that. looking uh i did a little deep dive in the titanic unfortunately yesterday that was and, a, that was a bad um it's okay huh that was that was a pun oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah well it is deep dive deep dive, is a deep yeah. dive but mm-hmm. they have these uh they found the Titanic in 1985. They finally f- found the wreckage, wreckage in mm-hmm. 1985. And <clears throat> since then, they've been doing a lot of you know, investigations or, or research, I should say, with these robots that go down and can swim around it and get photos and whatnot. They just usually don't have people on them. Mm-hmm. And um, so they have the equipment, and we have the equipment to go down there, no problem. Not necessarily with people on it. I mean, that would be more of a sub, but we have all this equipment right now. Mm-hmm. This is not new technology. We've had it since at least before 1985. It had been made, and they that's when they found it. They did an, uh, some research, and they found it, and they took photos and everything. Well, well then James Cameron, who... Yeah, I was just going to say yeah, that, yeah. Do, you know, obviously did the movie Titanic. Mm-hmm. He's obsessed with that, and also uh, the deep ocean. Mm-hmm. He pretty much developed and spent a lot of his own money developing a submersible... It's super high tech, and he's been down there thirty times. Yeah, thirty. So, hey, he's wow. been down. He's but been to down. Titanic, yeah, mm-hmm. himself. Yes. Himself. So what's the difference between? And what? He did it like nine years ago the yeah. first time. Yeah. 
what's the difference between what he was on than this particular? Why would there be a difference if he's been there not nine times down there? As, no, he's been thirty times, 30 times. down. Thirty times by 30, the Titanic. More, I think, more than thirty times. James Cameron himself, or the has, robot with the pictures. He, the, the stories he, that we're reading say he's he has been. He there. did a whole movie or documentary mm-hmm. about this whole thing, yeah. and they're showing him going in the vessel. There's video of him in the vessel yeah and there's not a lot of space it's just him but this is a completely way different high vessel. tech mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah totally different mass i mean the tech better technology huge cameras on it lights oh well uh, maybe still risky i mean still risky and also certified by this there's a certification company that certifies submersibles and the only there's 12 submersibles that can go to this depth that are in operation today and the only one to not go through the certification process is the ocean gate but Which is you know, the a typical submarine. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of our submarines can at least go down that far. Yes. But is that is it? I guess it, submarines can't go and explore because they're too big around it. Oh yeah, I guess around the Titanic, maybe it's maybe, uh, yeah. Yeah. hard to navigate and and could maybe bump into the wreckage and then ruin it. Or yeah. well, I guess if you're stuck in the propeller, that could happen too. But right, that's not the the point. Yeah. Well, and then uh, I don't know if it's called challenge, but there's some area of the ocean. It's the deepest part of the ocean in the world. And I think it's 30,000 feet down. And there's people who've done that wow. successfully in submersibles. Yeah, they said that the, it was interesting that one of the submersibles or sub submarines that we have, it covers 98% of the uh, can, of the ocean floor. So it must be mu- not much more than 30,000 mm. because we, have, we can cover 98% of it. That's the f- farthest it goes down. That's what I read. Could be wrong. And I think they but they said only like sixty percent of the ocean has been even been, dis- been mapped. I'm sure. Which is you think about. I mean, it's the, the most vast thing we and that yeah, two thirds of the earth. Right. That's been the craziest part. Yeah. I think. And Jared and I were talking about this a little bit. Is that that's the craziest part about being obsessed with following the journey of of this story? Is that people? And of course, this is what we do. But there's like, well, just go down and find them. Right. Like, we. No, yeah. we, we it's, it's cannot. Like, yeah, it's almost we, impossible. You go down five minutes into the ocean and all of a sudden there is no light. There is only sounds. You can't see your hand in front of your face. Right. Complete darkness, complete stillness. And then, of course, you know, we have people who say, well, t- how hard could it be? Well, Katie, yeah. you, Katie you know, made a good point off the air about being at the ocean and you're, you're like wading ankle deep and oh, your, yeah. your sunglasses fall into the water. You never find them again. Yeah. How quickly the pole or and the pole. Or even a, a lake. Push. I get yes. nervous over a, a little yes. small lake. Yep. I'm mm-hmm. like, make sure you have your life vest on because if you get, knock yourself out, right. I'll never find you. Mm-hmm. No. And it's a lake. We're talking like a, nothing. It's like um, a, a, pebble, a drop. A, it's yeah. nothing compared right. to the, the world. Yeah. And well, one thing, and, and look, I'm guilty of having terrible judgment when it comes to joking around oh well yeah but man is, yeah the, and i know people probably don't mean anything by it but man facebook is full and, and instagram and other of memes of people like making fun of these people that are going to die yeah i don't like yeah. it it's like Cesspool. it seems like a very mm. poor form it's, it's a i cesspool. mean at least wait a week or two i mean if you're going to do it <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, well i'm just, just saying it's going to happen, right? Gonna happen. Yeah. right now is in the middle of the these people's and this kid I swear, this stepson of this billionaire who's oh. going to the Blink-182 concerts and posing and yeah. basically saying he's single and all this other stuff. And now Cardi B, I think, got involved. Did you hear about yes, that? Yes, she basically called him out for, she couldn't believe that he was doing it. And then well, he clapped back. Well, got to change your pop quiz question. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. he clapped back at it. And <laughs> then go change the question. He also right. now is being, you know, how the internet does is that you, they jump on and people become villains. And then they say, oh, well, you want to know what else he's doing? He's not only 
planning to go to this concert, but he's also hitting on Instagram models and, and only like, fans like, models and only fans models, and mm. so it's just like. We do have audio yeah. of Cardi B talking about like, yeah. going off on Yeah, him. since we can't use it. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> a third pop quiz. Well, it's very topical. No, it's topical. It topical. It's fine. And it normally is. pop quiz would already be done. So. That's true. Yeah, we were running a little bit behind. I would never know that was a question. <laughs> yeah. Me either. No, no. It's a, it's a, we never know. You're on it. You're on the pop culture. Okay, so one of the billionaires that's missing on the, on the water from that submarine sh- one of the billionaires, their stepson, is at a concert, right? At a Blink-182 concert. And people is like... Um, well, what is he supposed to do? Be sad at the house? Is he supposed to go look for himself? Yes. You're supposed to be at the house sad. You're supposed to be crying for me. You're supposed to be right next to the phone waiting to hear any updates about me. You're supposed to be, uh, counseling your mom and shit. Like, isn't it sad that you a whole f***ing billionaire and nobody gives a f*** about you? Like, like, you missing and mother ready to shake at concert. That's crazy. I'd rather be broke. I'd rather be broke than like and poor, but knowing that I'm love. Well, she's assuming a lot that no one loves this billionaire. Yeah. I, I, well, the son, it's, this is in poor form, in my opinion, that the son is at the I concert. Agree. I think he took a photo by the merchandise tent. Yeah, in front of the Blink-182. Yeah. No, yeah. And it's, you know, maybe they're not close. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then we Car- don't know. But Cardi B, poor form, too, because she's, she's assuming the billionaire that... Oh, clearly no one loves him because the stepson is at this mm-hmm. concert. Well, mm-hmm. it, well, she also mm-hmm. turns it into herself saying, me, me, me. But I think she's just making an example like if your own son doesn't love you type thing. Stepson, yeah. Or stepson. Well, we don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know if they were close. I'm not defending him. I also happen to think it's poor form. I don't he understand. He says that, but uh, what is he saying? That it calms or it helps him grieve yeah, or stress. Blink-182's music helps mm-hmm. him. He replied to Cardi's video on Twitter and he said, what a POS Trash celebrity Cardi B trying to get clout off me and my family suffering. I went to a Blink-182 concert for coping rather than sitting at home and watching the news. Shame on you, Cardi. Get some class. And he tweeted out of her again saying, Cardi B, we know all your latest releases are trash, but your career is this desperate for attention now? Question with a bunch of question marks. Cardi replied to him saying, the point was that the whole world is praying for these people in the submarine and you're this man's son. Shaking uh, D word for girls on OnlyFans and going to Blink 182 concerts. You were looking for clout all along. No one knew who you were until you said that he was your stepdad. This is why people hate you, spoiled brat billionaires. You are so desensitized. She has a point. But the guy's. Well, awesome. I don't. I don't hate what she said. Yeah. I don't. I still think it's poor form because he, he, it's a poor form on both. Yes. Well, but, I mean, they're both fighting. That's why on... people hate spoiled brat. Like, well, that, well, that's the part. That's probably dead. It's the same as him calling all of her new releases trash. Well, I mean, they're he both didn't going low. He didn't start it. No, he and didn't. He's not. And he's not a celebrity. He just. Something... He looks like he's looking for attention though. Yeah. By responding and all that. And yes, yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds there's like a video. Somebody makes a. Somebody made a video. Cardi B makes a video of you, Jason, and is saying that. I can't believe what you're doing. Yeah, and everyone's telling you. Can you believe I wouldn't be at the Blink-182 concert posting uh, photos. And also, no. there is something about the OnlyFans that he's doing, too. That's what yeah. they're saying. Yeah, that yeah. he's 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 uh, hitting on OnlyFans and, and Instagram models. And just to... just to I could pause for a day or two. Yeah, well, if I were Blink-182, <laughs> I'd be like, dude, you could... Well, Hey, we'll give you a ticket some other time. You come to any concert, any you concert want, you want. Right. But I guess it would—they had already happened. So right. what are you going to do? Yeah, and, they, and, they, and again, he's not famous, so no one knew until 
I don't hate what she said. Me neither. I, don't. I do. I hate yeah. what she said. I don't. I, the thing I like but, about Cardi B, she's like the female OJ Simpson. She comments on, on everything, everything <laughs> that happens. She does. She's up in it. She does. She yeah. does. I just want to bring you, it, I'm not calling this a fun fact, but I found it to be very interesting. The wife of the CEO of Ocean Gate, of the Titan, uh, who was piloting the missing Titanic tourist submersible when it lost all communication, is a descendant of a wealthy New York couple who drowned on the Titanic. Oh, really? Gosh. Yes. And they uh, it was her great great grandparents. Their names were Isidore and Ida. They died in the 1912 sinking of the Titanic. And in the film Titanic, they were depicted as the couple lying on the bed, the older couple oh, who really? held on to each yeah. other. Really? Mm. Yes. So Isn't maybe that's that... part of the fascination that he has. Absolutely. Yeah. With the Titanic. Yes. I think yeah. that they, they are a couple that have a very deep interest and obsession and fascination with the titanic and it just so be and maybe because of that you know that her family was on it i don't know but um he also her great great grandfather they were offered a seat on the lifeboats because she was a woman and he was also a well-known former congressman and the co-owner of macy's department store and they declined but they declined wow wow mm-hmm. that's a true that's you know, there's a lot. Of, the word courage gets thrown around a lot these days with people who really don't have any. That's true that courage. That was, yeah. And valor and, mm-hmm. and wow. I thought it was a very beautiful, tragic story. Yeah, and I guess if, you know, not you're not dying doing what you love, but I mean, if you're obsessed with the Titanic, it's kind of, in a way, like a morbid uh, art in a way. It's, 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 there's a odd irony to it that you're this, one of the biggest uh, tragedies that ever happened mm-hmm. in the ocean and now... This it's is happening. happening to you as yeah. you're going to try to see this, um, the Titanic. It's very interesting. 